everyone and welcome to Injected Podcast where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Yes. <laughs> Hi everyone. Yeah. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yes, please. And use the hashtag nice. Injected Podcast on Twitter. So yeah, yeah. happy Thursday. Get involved with the conversation. Um, yeah, I'm Alexandra. Hi. I'm Diana. Welcome. Yeah. How is everyone this week? I'm okay. I'm a bit fragile. I don't know what's happened. I went, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't spoke to you about this. I went to watch a football match. It was those vibes. Like, literally, I think that's why I'm ill right now. Because I saw the amount of I've men that I saw. Uh, it's actually so fun. It's, it's so fun. The amount of men I saw that were walking around scratching their crutches, I was thinking, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. at your big age, why you're like fifty? Why why is your penis itchy? Like why is your balls itchy? Ew. Go and clean it. But um, it's because they're not washing their legs. Mm, they let it trickle. <laughs> the water trickles down <laughs> and does the job. The chemicals in your skin <laughs> wash themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's the itchy. That's why they're itchy. <laughs> The chemicals are working. <laughs> the chemical reaction. <laughs> oh, but the, oh. the game was good. The game was good. It was, was it? funny, like being in a crowd. Like it makes you realize that this country, like, look, there are so many white men in this country because they, like, <laughs> I don't really think about it on a day to day. And living somewhere, like, I was obviously brought up in an area that was very white. I knew, I know that there's those white people, but with these kind of events, mm. when like there's, you might see one black person in 300 people, it's a bit like, it makes you think, wow, wow, we really are the minority in this place. <laughs> Yeah, and then being mm. a woman as well. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I remember one time. Um, uh, this is when it was at school. I think it was sixth form time, mm. and um, me and my friend we had, we had said that we'd never been to a football match, and um, and like the boys, they looked at us like who are we're friends. Like they mm. looked at us like what? And they were like, "We'll take you to a match. We'll take you to a match." Like talking about a Wolves game. Wolves were mm. crap back then, so I didn't want to be going seeing them anyway. But um, they were like, "Yeah, we'll take you to a match. Take you to the Wolves to a Wolves match." Blah blah blah. They never did take us to a mm. match, of course not. But um, broken promises. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's for me. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I- and what's fun about it actually hmm, it's kind of fun kind of not fun so we you're gonna think I'm crazy for doing this so I got up at 8am on the Saturday to travel to Mm -hmm. Fulham because that's my friend sports Fulham and we're watching them play and Mm -hmm. I I got up at 8am to go to a fucking football match then I arrived to Weatherspoons in Putney at um, oh 10.30 <laughs> on Saturday morning. They weren't serving alcohol at 10.30. Um, they weren't? No, they weren't. They weren't. I think it's because they know that there's because a football match on. Yeah. So um, yeah. as soon as it turned, I think it was like half 11, everyone was ordering their drinks. Everyone was getting their drinks. Like <laughs> the bar was packed. Like it was a joke. So um, wow. my friends, we all had a drink. Then we walked to the stadium and we got there and they don't serve any other alcohol except beer. So I was like, oh, great, oh, got to have a beer then. So I had like a couple of beers. <laughs> and because you're not allowed to drink in the stands, you've got to drink it in the kind of bar area. <laughs> so we were all having to down. Yeah. We had to down We like to drink with Diana. Literally. Diana, what's up, mate? 
that's the vibes. But it was Uni fun. Times. And then and then I got I got into the stand and my friend who's like a massive Fulham cha- fan was doing all the chants and I felt like a cheerleader because I was like dancing and doing and every, I looked around, no one's dancing everyone just waves their hands like Aah! and I thought but some of these some of these songs are quite like catchy they make you want to and because you're cold yeah, you want to like be moving around. Move. Yeah, so yeah, it's just busting they don't some know about moves. That. No, no. I don't doing... know about jumping, jumping and shouting. Literally, that's that's their forte. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Um, but yeah, I'm finished it now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. How was wow. your weekend? But my weekend was very chilled. Just just chilling with my mum. She came down to visit me, and yeah, Aww. it was nice. And just like you know, just doing getting um. Sorry, just we went to the garden center and mm, yeah you're just, local there now i think <laughs> yeah mate well no i hadn't been i haven't been to it before oh, so nice. I, I, we actually went mm. yeah i got some kind of like uh like some soil and stuff made my own pot, potting mix and then mm. we just repotted all my plants and just <laughs> made sure that they're all happy and just like i was just like oh and i bought obviously i bought three cacti and, oh my um, god <laughs> And yeah, I'm just loving. I just love my plants. Like they make me so happy. I'm just looking mm. at them now. They're so they're so pretty. Well, at oh, least and they just look so happy as well. Mm, at least one of the three cacti needs to live. Like I'm sure you, they're not all gonna die because I I know you said you're not great I, with them, but like one of them has to so live. They no, they all need to live. I am <laughs> going to buy basically because I got actual cacti soil and everything I'm good um, I'm going to get like the so basically I bought another Christmas cactus which is mm-hmm. what died on me before but I don't think it was in the correct soil it was just waterlogged the whole time I had it it was waterlogged and I did not water it <laughs> so like literally this is from when I stole it from home and then it decided it wanted to die here. So, um, yeah, but like the new Christmas cactus is in a terracotta pot. So Ooh. like if I overwater it, you know, it is breathable. So, and it can drain out. And mm. so hopefully the soil would dry out quicker. So, um, but I'm not planning on overwatering it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's just see how they do. But um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Real plant I had a mom. nice weekend. Yeah, Good. I love being a plant mom. I feel like they're better than animals. Teehee. No, I I wouldn't say better, but they're easier. Yeah, better. Mm, they're better. No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say they're easier than animals. I mean, the animals can go and fight for their own lives. Plants, I don't know. you know, they just hamsters die don't really. when they feel like it. Hamsters go missing. Hamsters don't. No. Hamsters yeah. don't. They just have heart attacks all the time. Do they? Is that how they die? Yeah, I heard that they get that they that they're prone to heart attacks. Why? I don't know. They just like be spinning around on the just like you know on that wheel, and you know they go too fast and they stop and then they start oh my like God, yeah. spinning on the wheel and then fly up, fly. No wonder that they get heart attacks. Yeah, they're to be mad. honest, they live reckless lives because my hamster had this like kind of. What, the f- what do you call it? Like there were tubes that you could walk through that they could yeah. walk through and they were all across their cage, like spiraled around. And like to come down those tubes, it must be quite scary because it's quite steep. So they're, they're doing that. Then they're getting in the spinny thing and then they're living in, I guess, in the wilds. And as well, 
they're nocturnal as well. Oh, so yeah, like, that's yeah, why they they're are. always up at night time. Oh, <laughs> like, I remember one time I got a hamster and I didn't know they were nocturnal and I had it in my bedroom and like the noise that it would make at night time. I just, I got used to it after a while, but it's so loud. Literally my, um, I don't know why my auntie did this, but my auntie went and bought hamsters for like, Everyone in her household. Everyone in her household had like two plus hamsters. Like there were there were like about seven hamsters in that household at one time, I think. Seven. Yeah. Anyway, in one house. seven. In one house, but like they had dwarf hamsters, so they're the tiny yeah, ones. I've had them. And um but they but all like stink. They had, and yeah, they do stink. And they have to like and like three would live in one cage together because they were mm. all related and then and then there was two together and then my cousin had this big fat one and <laughs> like that looked like a rat and um yeah they all died um like some the ones that died first like basically the girl who had them was putting bows on them um yeah that's and, like, probably why yeah probably choked the or other something. ones yeah and then the other ones yeah like well one of the girls she just stopped looking after them so then my auntie was looking after them so those are the ones that stayed alive the longest mm. and then or I think actually I think the the dwarf the big one the big fat one stayed alive the longest Aww. but that was it was just some it was just some fat rat thing Ugh, yeah because they're grey aren't they the the dwarf ones um, oh the other ones only that one was grey but the other ones oh. were white and they, they, they looked pr- quite pretty but, um, they were I, all gross because you know they we, all very rat like. Yeah, they are rat like. I remember we had hamsters at home like all the time because my parents didn't like dogs or they didn't want dogs, and the cats would make us all sneeze and like scratch. And you know, mm. we're all allergic to cats, so we couldn't get cats. So we got um, hamsters all the time. And one time, my mum bought us twin dwarf hamsters I don't know if they were twins mm. but they were brothers I think because they were from the same I think mom. so because they came well yeah because yeah, they well they're all born at the same time aren't they so are they because they Ew. well they have like nine babies at once isn't it yeah I that's guess. how most animals work yeah but like so yeah that makes them true so yeah. they're all like not twins but whatever yeah. you call it quadruple tri- whatever but um yeah so we we had two and we named them Zach and Cody and then they lived in the same cage but then like you'd always hear like screaming from the cage and they'd fight each other like yeah. viciously fight each other and they'd then, one... then they eat each other yeah that's what happened so they, they fought <laughs> each other and then um, Zach killed Cody Zach like Cody's bum basically every day <laughs> every day we'd go look at, at the hamsters and Cody's bum was getting redder and redder and I think Zach was biting it all the time and mm. I, my mum didn't let me look at like the dead body but I think what had happened was that Zach like bit really hard into Cody's bum and Cody bled to death and yeah like there, apparently there's blood <coughs> everywhere Cody was just laying there like Ew, really nasty. uneasy yeah disgusting but, yeah like vicious and then we had to keep Zach even though Zach had murdered his brother we had to keep him and look after him look just yeah Deanna they're not vegan so <laughs> They're animals that live in the wild. I know, I know. They're I wouldn't get hamster again. Yeah. But the brothers, like, come on, have some respect. No, because they would all mate together as well. Ugh. It doesn't matter if they're related or not. They're animals. Uh, I didn't know animals were, like, incesty. I've never even thought of that. <laughs> they're animals. Yeah, but is that actually a fact? Like, that they, they get with siblings? 
Yeah, they would do. If there's no other mates. Ew. I think you're making this up. I don't think so. <laughs> it makes me feel sick. <laughs> the animals. <laughs> Oh gosh. Anyway, Love is Blind mm. reunion. Mm. Have you guys watched it? <laughs> yeah, I watched it last night. And yeah, I'm, I was watching I'm it last night. Very as well. happy with it. Like, as in. Oh, wait, no, I, no. Sorry. I started talking too quickly. Oh, Fighting for your country. Who yeah. is going to Ukraine? <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> sorry. So, okay, actually, I don't want to be. In, sorry, before we start, I don't want to be insensitive. Um,. So, like, anyone's decision if they want to go to Ukraine and help out, okay. Um, mm. But if other people just want to donate their money, you know, I, you know, I feel like that's a better option. I feel like that yeah. works too. So, yeah. So I don't want to be insensitive about about it. Mm. So there are men um, from our country that are going out and joining the Ukrainian army to to fight on the front line because they want to in quotations they want to help um yeah like i don't understand and what i want to what to, what i want to know is like are these people like patriarchal like what do these mm-hmm. what do these people think fighting for your country or fighting for any country means like do you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's just what I want to know. Or is it just like this whole thing, especially with what I, f- what I feel like with British people, this whole idea of being a vigilante and thinking that they can, you know, that they'll be able to survive in a zombie apocalypse and all this bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. is it that? Like, I think it's, what it's is it? Something ingrained in like some men um, that just makes them think that, fighting proves that they're masculine and like the alphas uh, I just oh get that gosh. vibe from, from these types of it men is, that I'm seeing yeah. in, in the videos it it's is like, the alpha male complex isn't it yeah and it's the saviour thing like well we can I, I do think it's quite admirable that people do want to go and help like Ukraine well I'm sitting here like I don't know what to do but at the same time it's yeah. like you're choosing the most dangerous do route you, but I feel like who do you think you are that you think that you can with no military experience yeah like he said he's never yeah, no experience yeah. like do you actually know what to do like or like are you just going off the fact that you play call of duty like what <laughs> what God. is this about because literally <laughs> but seriously it's like why and like the whole thing of this whole even with how he said yeah because you know like there, there's women and children out there dying and it's just like, okay, like, so now you as the big man will go over mm. there and save all the women and children. Like, what is that about? And I'm just not sure. And like, even the reasoning was like, well, yeah, if if I was in trouble uh, and people offered their help, I, I would like that. Mm. Um, okay. I, I- like, I'm just, I'm just not sure yeah I do think that that narrative is a bit I don't know whether it's wrong of me to say it but like the narrative of um, I want to go and help the women and children is just a bit outdated because yeah women and children are in danger but like men are also in danger yeah Um, and like I feel like very patriarchal yeah it's like 
Like we talk and about men's is, mental health being a, a top concern to men. Yeah. And like that that should be something that we talk about on International Men's Day, etc. But like mm-hmm. by saying, oh, it's the women and the children that need the help, it's kind of like ignoring the fact yeah. that there's men out there that probably are mentally unwell that also need help. And, and as well, the thing is as well, it's like really, um, what's the word? Oh, what's the word? Desensitizing, mm. I think. It's really desensitizing actually what people, what veterans and what people who have been to war actually go through. And the fact that a lot of these people who have been to war all are suffering with um, PTSD. Do you know what I mean? Mm, They're suffering with real life um, mental health issues from from this. And it's just this whole kind of flippant attitude of, yeah, I'm just going to go and help. But like, you've never been interested in military before. Yeah, when you, we've do you been, know what I mean? When we've been involved in wars, like when we've been bombing countries in the UK, there you go. Like you don't really hear of like people from the UK going out there to help. Um, but, like there was, there was no one. There was no videos of oh people, people from the UK flying out to um, Palestine to help, flying out to Israel yeah, to help Palestine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And mm. um, and as well, like. <sighs> I don't even know if I if I can say this. Like, no, I'm not gonna say anything. But um, yeah, because I'm mm-hmm. not gonna talk on things that obviously I'm not well versed in talking about. So I'm not gonna yeah. say anything. But it's just like, yeah, I. It's just a. I don't know. I just want. I just want to know a bit more reasoning, and or is this just like another thing where people really don't hold their own lives like with like kind of with some kind of not respect with some kind of like value and Mm. this whole Mm. idea of like you know like it's just like what whatever to them I don't know I don't know but Mm. like it they really felt like they were helping um yeah the video Uh is pretty um it's kind of funny because the way he's talking is just like <laughs> what and he's like yeah i just want to i just want to help the ukrainian army how do i mm. join the i don't know the ukrainian army or whatever it is yeah and whatever it's like, when he says whatever everyone was like um <laughs> oh gosh like well for one you you're not joining the ukrainian army mm. like for one you are literally going to be a passerby deciding that you're going to go and enter Ukraine and you're going to mm. be just making homemade bombs and shit like they're not going to give you no guns they're not going to give you no no real equipment so yeah. come on, like and this isn't Call of Duty I don't and as well I don't understand why people think that they can just and this is the same this is the same argument I have for this whole zombie apocalypse kind of thing like yeah. why do people think that they can that okay there'll be this disaster and they'll just be able to pick up a gun and be able to shoot it correctly they're, and they'll be like be able to actually be good at targeting like yeah probably it's not. true because when i see people go into these like shooting ranges in england you know like the inside things that you can do yeah. just for fun with like a group of friends it looks well it's hard. hard and it looks like yeah. a lot of energy like with a shotgun the way that people move back like like yeah. the the i don't know the physics behind it it seems very very like tiring so i don't yeah. know why people think that when they're at war or in a zombie apocalypse with hardly any food like you know being probably the weakest that you've been that you feel like mm-hmm. you're, you can just go along with a and, shotgun and like and mash times, up all the zombies most people don't go to the gym most people mm. like aren't very fit but it's just like 
that okay the guy who who was on this video like he looks like a gym buff but the thing mm. is it still don't mean like you'll be able to be you know because like a lot of people who are in war zones they're not gym buffs like that their bodies aren't bulked up like that you know yeah they're agile and they have good balance Cause, cause, and yeah. all of this other stuff it's not just exactly. about the strength exactly and it's just like mm, all right mate like okay mm. I, yeah. I don't know I just okay good on them maybe that's the only way that they felt they could help mm. um but yeah I don't well, know <laughs> I've seen a few of the like male podcasters have been talking about it and they've been talking about um would you go to war if like English people were drafted whatever the right terminology is if we had to go out there and fight um like the men would would in they this, go and a lot this, of the a lot of the guys are saying in this no, space obviously. where the still racism exists exactly exactly <laughs> like a lot a lot of the guys are obviously saying us? no where black where black and brown people would just get dumped in commonwealth graves <laughs> and put on the front line probably the black people and working yeah, class people would be front on the front line, line. and <laughs> oh even i was talking to my cousin about this um over the weekend and he was even saying about how like when you hear people talk about war they they all target black and brown people first mm. so they'll just go shooting anyone and they'll go targeting the black and brown people first it doesn't matter who they are it doesn't matter if they're just civilians or whatever if you're black if you're brown they're they're the ones who are going to be shooting you like they're going to be mm. targeting you and, and that's that's mm what that's that's the reality of what it is yeah exactly so like so I, i'm not surprised yeah. that all of these guys are saying no but something that i found interesting about their conversations um oh what is that podcast that we really like you know the guys from ireland uh the why something like that let me go check yeah we'll get their names check. up because they're really funny and their content on instagram is so good yeah it is good Um, yeah, the the Y I pod, Y A H A, Y Y sorry, W Y A H, no sorry, W Y H A. Yeah, them. They're yeah, really them funny, ones. and um, they were talking about um, like if there was a war. I think they're from Nigeria. Um, most of them, oh, and they were talking about it's sorry. It stands at it stands for Where's Your Head At podcast. Yeah, okay, yeah. There you go. Where's your head at? <laughs> that's it <laughs> but they were basically talking about how um, they don't feel like patriotic enough in England or if they're in Nigeria because they don't feel like either are home to them and I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of us feel kind of displaced and we don't really yeah. feel like patriotic in some senses enough about um, actually going or even like morally we don't Not feel like all. it's right to go and fight um, in different countries yeah. and um yeah just like generally for me as well I feel like being a mixed race person is like you physically like physically you don't have a home because you're a mix of two countries or more than two countries Mm -hmm. so like wherever Mm -hmm. you go around the globe you will always be the minority sorry I'm ill you'll always be the minority which um yeah it's kind of sad and it's like yeah I won't ever really have a home I have a home as in the sense of this is where my Mm -hmm. family live and this is where I grew up but I don't have a home to the point where it's like I'm 100% comfortable and I don't know if, if that's even a thing for um, white English people that are born here I don't know if they feel like very there must be like the older generation there are a lot of 
patriotic people, but like younger. I don't know whether people our age, I don't know, maybe the Tommy Robinsons yeah, and but his the mates. Thing is, yeah, exactly. This is the thing, because we always question, oh, the younger generation, the younger generation of white people, people can't be thinking of this. However, like racists mm. bring up racists, you know? Yeah. And like, and why are we like, Black Square Summer showed us everything. Do you but know I'm what I mean? I'm just talking about racists. I'm talking about people yeah, that like, like but the love thing the Queen is, and like, love everything British. Yeah, but the thing is like, although like obviously like, whereas people might not live and breathe that. Mm. However, like the, like even see like people won't be kind of like, oh, um, you know, they won't, I just, I just feel like even, I feel like if it came to it and it was like this whole, it was this whole brainwashing of fight mm. for your country, like it would be a similar thing where they would mm. be like, yeah, we need to be fighting for our country. Like this is my you know country. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Whereas kind of I'm thing. Like, where this is not my country. Yeah. I don't have a country. Exactly. <laughs> like, sorry, um, they didn't have the checkbox for me to tick black English, so. Sorry. <laughs> yes, David Lavi. <laughs> Speaking you know, facts. <laughs> I'm black British. They can send me they can send me away anytime. Like, you know? Like, so like, and in these times, you know, they can decide when they want to take away my nationality, mm. then I can choose that I don't need to fight for them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Mm. We're just, you know, aliens on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but really weird but, um, like we're not actually mm, I guess I'm the minority you're not so much because there's so many there's a lot more black people than mixed people in the world is there I don't know there must be there must be because there's there's in the well I can only talk about UK statistics in the UK it's 3% black people really yeah I wonder how many mix there are. In in London, it's in London, I think the statistic is eight percent black people in London. But in the UK, three percent in the mm. UK. Cause I that's why I feel like there'd be more mixed race people when it comes to when because especially when we know the statistics on um black men and women dating outside of yeah. their yeah. ethnicity and and race and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. um, mixed Jamaican and English or British, white British babies are the fastest growing group of yeah. children like in the country right now. So yeah, the the um, census stats going to be so different next time we have to have to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know really about yeah um, the biggest group. Just I was talking globally though, like oh globally, um, yeah, yeah, and I don't even. <laughs> I guess like a lot of people are mixed a lot of people can say they're mixed you can be any sort of mixed so I don't really know but globally globally are like is Caucasian the biggest ethnicity globally though no it's not no no because no. as well the only as well because the only reason why like there's like if you want to bring get back down to it like the only reason why say <laughs> the only reason why in a, like America there's so many white people is because of colonization same with australia mm. you know mm. and they they went around and killed all of the native people and got rid of them so yeah 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 it's true and because they're the the countries like we're the countries with the most power um it it seems like 
white people are the majority when really mm-hmm. they just have they have it's the, the, the money they have the power yeah. they have the and tools to like control themselves. the world yeah so it and seems they colonize like, the world mm. so well that colorism is a thing all over mm. like in in every continent colorism is a problem yeah yeah it's true this world is crazy yeah, yeah fucking mad anyway yeah so we're not fighting for any country let alone no. our own so <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah anyway um okay yeah sorry back to love is blind reunion guys um yeah go on you start what what did you think <laughs> so I really enjoyed this reunion because I know a lot of reality TV shows, the reunions are a letdown and they're boring and the presenters are boring. The cast try and keep it tame. But in this one, we saw But then I think we also need to... But before before we go on, Mm. I think we need to keep in mind that if a lot of the reunion shows that we're thinking of are British, there's a reason for that. For all of those reasons that you said. We're not up to scratch with our reality TV over here. But um, yeah. even we don't the American know how to do ones, reunions. We don't no, have interesting really hosts don't. because they're always recycling the same white people to be hosting every show, you know. Yeah. Like. yeah. But um with um, a lot of American shows they have more than one reunion and it's just kinda longed out. But with this, it was like good timing. Um and everyone got the chance to speak, some kind more of. than others due to butting <laughs> in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Taking yeah. up people's time. Yeah. Um, um yeah. but generally I think it was good and I feel like we'll get to shake a little bit more, but I feel like the hosts like they got a little bit too emotional when they were talking to him. Like they, okay. they got a bit too invested in Shake and his yeah. his problematic behavior. But, but I, I get like it because he, he must, was irritating. Yeah, and I feel like he must have pissed them off beforehand. Yeah. They, he must what? have done something. How is he acting behind the scenes? Mm. Because like most times, presenters will stay impartial. They're not trying to chat to you lot you know until yeah, they're on yeah. the couch so what did you do to piss them off you know and yeah, as well it's it did, crazy like okay no we're gonna go into it because i feel like it didn't help that he went and said that he found um what's her name vanessa, yeah, vanessa. the host attractive <laughs> the most attractive there and it's just like look dude like this this woman is married her yeah. husband is sitting right there please like yes you're attracted to her fine just but you don't you like it's just sorry let's just get onto that because it's just yeah. a creepy thing to say like you can say that someone is beautiful but don't say that oh yeah I'm attracted to you because it just get that's what makes it awkward like just I'm not gonna lie say, I feel like just, it's a lie just compliment I feel like it's bullshit because like all of the girls there are very very pretty so you're telling me you're yes. not attracted to one of the girls in, in that this space is what I you're mean. very picky you're very picky that, don't you even think that he even like looks at Vanessa differently because clearly she's a different class because yeah, she has she's money got different power yeah uh, yeah. that's the thing and I also feel like that takes into take you can take that into account mm. because he's looking at the women as well as like no I said this to Deanna yesterday Shake is to be the next Kevin Samuels. That's what he's trying to be. <laughs> I believe That's it. What he's I believe to it. Be. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's get on to him because he literally 
would right from right from when the reunion started mm. oh uh i have a point oh talking over people oh and it's just like hold on hold on hold on you're not even one of the main characters of this show because you did not even get married no, <laughs> no. What is this about? Like, why are you talking right now? I don't understand. And it's just a fact. He had a comment on literally every, every single person's relationship. Mm-hmm. He had a comment, mm. and like he was, just, he'd put his hand up like he was in fucking school, being like, "Oh, may I? Me next. May I? Yeah. May I say something?" And it's just like, hold on, why do you need to speak right now? Why do you need to say something? The way everyone and was like, "Stop talking!" Literally, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like when everyone around you now fucking can't stand you, like literally. Mm. No, <laughs> like, yeah, that's not yeah. good for you. Like, try and have some friends. Like, you're not gonna make it far in this industry, especially as, especially as him being a a person of color, an Indian man. He's not gonna make it far in this mm. industry without friends. You're not. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, it's all about networking. Like, yes, you can be a villain on the show, but you need to make sure that you're still friends with some people, and you need to be mm-hmm. able to make friends in the industry you're not going to get far. They're going to keep casting you as that fucking annoying guy, you know? And he's he brought did a good job at being now. the annoying one though. He brought, he brought for, from but reality TV I feel like he TV was trying aspects, to be annoying though. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I feel like he was trying to, um, what do you call it? I think he was trying to redeem himself a little bit. So I think he was trying to be no, that I think- character that is saying what everyone is thinking at home and try to be a little bit more relatable. But and I think it he just wanted come to be jokey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think he was trying to be the funny guy mm. who like pointed things out and whatever, but he he doesn't know how to be the funny he doesn't know how to do yeah. that role. Yeah. He doesn't know how to do that character. Like I really think he was he was really trying to redeem himself and like to to show himself as a different person. But the guy, I'm sorry, Shake, mate, you don't have a PR. You don't have PR mm. right now. You have not been media trained right now to be able to do that. So like, that is what you do to try and change perception. You don't like, and I think he literally thought, he's watched so much TV, so much reality mm. TV. And he thought that he he knew it. But mm-hmm. it's like, but look, look how you, you've made, you've, look what you've done to yourself. You've made it even worse yeah. now. And yeah. you can see like towards the end, he looks like he wanted to cry. And mm. I think it was because he finally just realized, oh shit, this, this isn't going the way I thought <laughs> it was meant to go. And, and it looks like he wanted to burst into tears. And then he was. <laughs> Sorry, it's just it's just the whole concept is actually really funny because it's like, mate, mate, you really tried, but you missed the mark completely. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I feel like oh, at that point, I felt kind of bad for him. I was like, everyone can lay off a little bit. Like, it's not for everyone to be chipping chipping in. But then he kind of set himself up because he shouldn't have been getting yeah. involved in everyone else's like exactly. drama and like pointing things out. Even though I did agree with a couple of the things that he said, yeah, I just I, thought... I agreed with some of them, but the thing is, yeah, is that, yeah. like, okay, so, okay, just moving on to the things that we agreed with. So mm-hmm. Shayna, he made some comments about yeah. Shayna, yeah. about how, okay, like, because Shayna 
could have said no to the proposal, but she mm-hmm. said yes for what reason? And Shay decided to make the yeah. yeah and Shay decided to make a comment how come on, really you just wanted to be on TV and you wanted to carry mm. on with the show. And um, but the thing was that what the issue was is that Kyle was ready to tear Shayna's singlet for himself. Yeah, he was ready. He had yeah, all the receipts. And <laughs> exactly, and Shake jumped in. Mm. to say things and that wasn't backing up Kyle you just took Kyle's time to speak and I feel like it was a shame because I felt like I wanted to hear a bit more from Kyle Mm -hmm. because you could see he was very upset you could see he was annoyed and you could see Mm. that like he was just so angry with Shayna and even like at the end of the episode when Kyle came in and said I wish I proposed to, to Deep Tea. I should have yeah. proposed to Deep Tea. Like, and that was shocking because it's like, hold on, we didn't see no conversation yeah. with them. Where did that and, come from? <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, and the fact that, and I was like, and then it was just the fact that Shake, look, you jumped in mm. with Kyle, and look, Kyle is making you look like even more of an of an idiot, mm. even more of a mug, because he's just like, I wish I proposed to Deep Tea so I could show her and I could treat her right. Do you know what yeah, I mean? That yeah. made you look like even more of a dickhead. And it's just like, if you just kept your mouth shut, like Carl probably wouldn't have come in with that. He would have mm. just spoken to Deep Tea on the mm. down low. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I think as well, Shayna, you must have a migraine. But- the way that you're pulling these faces all the time. Like it was making me oh. squint even because I was trying to work out what are you squinting at? What, what are you squinting at? I'm sorry. I was just like, are the lights bright or something? But then there was yeah. times when her eyes were relaxed. So I was like, no. And every time she did it, I was like, this girl looks like a Karen. Like she looks like she's ready to go call someone's manager. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's ready. She's writing time. an email. That's her writing an email yes, face. Yes. Every time, uh, like every time someone would speak, She's squinting yeah, and like it's like where she did it. She'll squint, yeah. Yeah, yeah like a big cat, look <laughs> up, squint. Like she smelt like she smelt like someone's shit. You know, yeah. like st- like yeah, she kept doing that and it was For no reason so as well. Annoying. Like people yeah. weren't but, even digging her out like most of the time. Yes. It was like any sort like, of conversation she'd be pulling that face and it's like yeah. are you okay? Any, are any, you okay? any conversation that drops? mentioned her name, she'll pull she'll pull that face. Yeah. And she oh, was and like and <laughs> she was just ready to play the victim she was mm. ready she was she was ready to kind of try and have an argument but like yeah. no one was trying to have a go at her like that Kyle was just trying to point out his points until Shake decided mm-hmm. that he put in then everyone went and um, went and attacked Shake so like Shake he was not helping himself he did not need to be talking no. every single no. person's um every single person's relationship and taking mm. their time like it was just chaotic (laughs) yeah it was and then Shane why is Shane like so jittery why is he a 13 year old in a a 30 year old man's body (laughs) wait did you send me this no my sister sent me something (laughs) where it said I need to send it to you later but my sister sent me something saying every shot of Shane in love in love is blind looks like he's trying to hide the fact he's actually transforming into a werewolf Don't. <laughs> Let me have a look. Send we'll it. put this on our story. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, it's the way. Why is his mouth always open? I know you've got your yeah. teeth done, but please close like he's your like mouth. Itching. Like he's yeah. itch, something is itching him. Maybe it yeah. showered. Maybe it's the chemicals of his skin cleaning itself. <laughs> but um. it's the way he looks like he's going to burst out of his clothes in, into yes. a werewolf. Yeah. It's, yes, oh. it does look like that. 
poor guy. <laughs> what is going on under that under oh, that cl- those clothes? No idea. And like, what I don't with Shane as well. Um, Shane and Natalie. I feel like Shane. He's very insecure. And I don't mm. know why he's always he has to fish for compliments. Why yeah. he needs Natalie to reassure him every time that um, yeah. that she likes him and stuff like that. I'm sorry, she was she, but she, when she's saying those things, she's even letting you know. But he, he wants to get angry when she makes a joke. He don't like yeah. it when she makes jokes and stuff. And he, he was he's like, well, like you, no, you but can I say just... something nice to me. You can say something nice to me. Like, and she's like, well, she, I've, all it's she just does banter. is say nice things. Like she doesn't say horrible things. And it's just like, just because I'm not telling you every two seconds, oh my gosh, Shane, I love you. Oh my gosh, Shane, I, just, mm. I'm, I can't wait to be your wife. Oh my gosh, Shane, aren't you fantastic? Oh my, like, <laughs> she didn't say you were ugly. She didn't no. say she hates you. She didn't like like you, because I'm sorry, that mm. argu- the argument before their wedding, he had said that he hated her. Like, yeah. he's, yeah. yeah, he said like, and I'm sorry, like she had a reason. And then the way he had a tantrum after the wedding, like when they'd walked out he had such a tantrum that I was just like Natalie well done girl run for the hills like this guy this guy you don't want to be shackled to him he even said something like um, there's no way of like patching things up after this now she's done that she's humiliated me and I just thought it's a TV show it's all yeah but it's all ego with him yeah definitely he's very prideful Mm ego and insecurity mm. and it's just like it's just not attractive it's very embarrassing it's really not like he seems yeah. like a child yeah he does and oh gosh but um, I'm happy that Natalie is not shackled to that man and that she had a narrow escape they were um, fun to watch though like I did enjoy watching their relationship but yeah, yeah like, I liked towards them. the end it's a shame I liked them but then as well but it was just like I'm sorry, Natalie, you can do so much better. Mm. <laughs> just, that was it. True. But um, anyway, should we move on to kind of like... So one thing yeah. when watching Love is Blind um, was Jarrett talking about staying friends with exes for opportunities and mm. other bullshit that don't make no yeah. sense at all. And um, yeah, but then we keep seeing this conversation pop up for some reason this week it's been crazy Um, everywhere I turn someone else is saying I'm still friends with my ex or I keep in touch with my ex and it's just it's a bit interesting so um you sent me Damson Idris saying about how he's still friends with his ex and how they still text every day blah 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 and all of this stuff and I'm like I'm sorry Damson that is not your ex that is your girlfriend fluffer you are keeping her there for a rainy day you are you have gone you've moved to the states you've gone and you're doing up your business Mm. in the states and whatever um you know living your best life and that just trying to get where you need to get with in hollywood good for you well Mm -hmm. done but like you but then because of that because of that that was probably the reason that you guys broke up wasn't it and that's why you're still talking every day because you still Mm. love her but you weren't ready to make it serious you weren't ready to have long distance you weren't ready to be flying her out to where you are and um yeah even though he he is young but the thing is like he could fly her out for visits you know we're not saying go get married but he could fly her out for visits if he liked her enough but clearly Mm. he don't so girl run for the hills however girl i understand that 
for you, it's also beneficial <laughs> to stay friends with Damps and Idris. So, of course, girl, you know what? If you need to do the fluffing, do the fluffing. But please have your side piece in the UK, girl. Please mm. have your side piece while he's there. But please d- also don't keep your hopes up for this useless man who clearly does useless. not want to commit to you. <laughs> like. <laughs> Obviously, that's Idris, you know, member of the dots, the DSS Dotskin Society. Yeah. Like, um, you know, he's very beautiful, but just don't this be fooled by man, this beautiful dark skin. Like, I'm sorry, like, just don't be fooled because he ain't claiming you, babe. Like, I mm. think the thing, the thing about this interview that got to me was that he said that if I was to get a girlfriend in the future, she'll have to understand that me and my ex are on this level where we talk every day and there's nothing romantic there but but yeah we talk every day and it's like but what girl is going to be happy with that what girl is going to accept that what girl is going to be comfortable with that you better be cutting that bitch off and the thing is (laughs) Damson Idris you will cut her off like and that's it like yeah for the for the right woman I'm sorry you will cut her off you will and like stop acting like you're such a nice guy this is the thing it's the, it's the nice guy thing that you're such mm. a nice guy that you wouldn't cut her off because you would for the right booty for the right pussy you will cut them off <laughs> you will you will you'd have no reason to be texting them every day because you've got your woman there every day yeah, you should be too busy to be texting her every- what are you texting as well hi what are you up to how's England yeah. like, what, what are you actually talking to each other about that's what I'd be like concerned about I'm sorry like because you don't need to be filling you don't need to be filling her in on your whole day every single day no no it's, so it's yeah, emotional support 100% like he's, he's relying on her well this is yeah. my my hypothesis he's probably relying on her because once you get to his level it's like the girls that enter your life you're a bit sceptical mm-hmm. about whether they're with you just for the money so he's got this girl back yeah. home that he can talk to about these things and talk to about yeah. you know I don't Waiting. know what I'm doing in this area like my relationships is hard because I, I, I don't know what I'm doing yeah like she's just his emotional kind of like fluffer just to be there and and as well it's this whole idea of I feel like um, men especially when they're young um, where they um, like they they do this thing where they're young where it's like they can they can see a future with someone and they they, and like they do have love Mm. for this girl and but it's this whole thing of like they have love for them however they're not ready for a full-on commitment they're not Mm. ready to take that next step but they like the idea of keeping them there so so hopefully so in the future if they are if they all of a sudden are ready they can just look to the look to the right look to the left oh you're still here let's Mm -hmm. give it a go now and that and it's that thing and even with that with like kind of on the side of um of the woman of the girlfriend fluffer it's Mm. kind of like they're always that hope that they're gonna turn around and finally want you finally bring you on yeah Yeah, because it's kind of like um i've been watching sex in the city yeah yeah same and i've been watching sex in the city and it's like carrie Mm. and mr big's relationship is just like that like some days he's ready for a relationship other days he's not carrie's just there and you know she'll every time he clicks his fingers she's back with him and Mm -mm. they're not actually in a relationship there's no commitment yeah and it's just like fucking that would fuck with my head like 
I could yeah. not be living like that. But maybe we don't know. We're just making guesses about Damson and this girl. We are. But, but, but these, it's just like all those these are generalized guesses. Mm. But they're generalized guesses based on a lot of women's experiences with yeah. these same men. So like yeah. you know, like I've I've had this experience. I've lived this mm-hmm. real life experience. So it's like yeah. you know. Yeah. He's thirty, by the way. It m- m- makes sense. Mm. 30 year men is very young like yeah yeah yeah. Still. But, yeah and he just yeah. doesn't want to cut her off in case in case like he loses her forever so he doesn't want to close the chapter has, there's no one else you know yeah yeah he's tr- tried and tested the international babes yes and that's what it is that's mm. another thing too that's why he's not flying her out because like he is going to be just trying trial and, trial and mm. error these American <laughs> the American babes you know like they're Literally, come on, like uh, we are not stupid, <laughs> Damson Idris. Please, a member of the DSS Dark Skin Society, we are not stupid. We know that you're beautiful. We know your skin is just lovely mm. and dark and whatever and all of that. We're not stupid. Don't don't start it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I saw other people having this conversation as well. Like I saw some random interview with um, this guy is a rapper, Big Tobes in the UK. And the girl that, it was like some sort of date interview thing. And the girl was like, so um, if I text, I, if I was texting my friend every single day, uh, my, my ex every single day, would you have a problem with that? And he was like, well, yeah, my my girlfriend, my wife would not be doing that. Like she would not be doing that because what's the reason? And then the girl was trying to justify it with, well, there's no feelings there. There's no feelings at all. Like be sh- be sure that there's no feelings from my side at all. It's just because we've had history together, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, no, like there's there's no reason to actually to be mm-hmm. texting every single day, which is so true. Like there, there is literally no reason. Um, and I just find it, what? yeah, I find it very strange. Yeah, what I find interesting about that conversation though, is that like, mm. so a woman says that to a man. Yeah. Mm. And the man is like, well no that's not okay lock it off straight mm-hmm. away and like and and it's okay we can accept a man not being okay with that mm. however so say coming back to Damson Idris mm. on his side women coming into Damson Idris oh the women just have to be okay do you know mm-hmm. what I mean and it's just like it's this whole thing and especially like even talking about you know with Big Toes being a rapper and stuff like and Damson Idris being an actor mm. like it's also that even puts these women into a predicament where it's like yeah. if they're not on the same level or a higher level as these men can they question that can they mm-hmm. question them like so like as in like can can a woman question Big Toes and be like yeah but I've been friends with this guy for how long blah 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 can can a woman question Big Toes and and try and convince Big Tobes to accept that no Big Tobes is on to the next one do you know what I yeah, mean yeah exactly that's yeah. an Idris think- can a woman can a woman come in and question him saying I don't want you talking to your ex every day no on to the next one do you it's know what true. I mean like when when the guy has a, a bit more like um financial power than you you and might it, feel like you need to yeah. break your back to to make things but also, okay yeah but also I don't even this even think that this also has to um go on to with the financial power I just feel like men mm. in general it's like yeah. we have to accept what terms and conditions that they say and mm-hmm. like it's like 
why is it oh gosh I feel like I'm getting emotional like I'm getting like mm. heated over it because mm. it's like why is it that with men you can't compromise with men but women have to compromise themselves all the time for men yeah yeah it's true and it's it's something that we're also shamed about as well because when we put our mm-hmm. boundaries in place and what we expect and you know our non-negotiables in place a lot of the time like we're just gaslit and made to feel like what we do we're blowing something small out of proportion yes and i'm not this is not me calling damson a gaslighter either or anything like that this is just like us talking about personal experiences and stories from other women that have been in similar situations like Mm -hmm. you're made to feel like you're you're blowing something out of proportion when you're not like it's something you're genuinely uncomfortable with and you'd prefer if they didn't do which is reasonable Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and it's just yeah I just think it's mad. And I feel like even kind of looking at, you know, the Big Tobes interview mm. with the girl, like mm. that, I feel like that girl being light skinned as well, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that says something also because I feel like her asking a black man to like, mm. oh, you just need to accept that I'm talking to my ex every day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the kind of status, the status symbol, a lot of mixed race and light-skinned women mm-hmm. are are kind of put in in like the eyes dating. of black men yeah, yeah with yeah. dating it's like the black men a lot like in some cases the black men would probably be like well i want i want you as my trophy so okay fine yeah. i'll accept yeah. it and sometimes the rules can be bent in those situations as well and mm-hmm. i feel like because i feel like if if we were watching okay just as a random, as a random analogy, if we were watching Big Toes and Lani Goods, and Lani was saying, <laughs> Lani was saying, Why her? Oh, I to my ex every day. I'm just saying her because obviously they're they're related. You know, they have history yeah. and whatever. But um, have they? You know, no, if that's, that's that's. She got history with him as well. No, isn't it Big Toes? No, Tia. She was asking Wayne. for the money. Oh, Tia I Wayne. thought. The, I think they're the same person sometimes. You know. <laughs> okay, we don't need to like, say. Okay, Similar we don't need to care. Shapes. Okay, not Lon- not Lonnie Good, not Lonnie Good. Because yeah. um, I was thinking big big toes was Lonnie Good was um, Tion Wayne. Sorry. Tion Wayne. Okay, not not Lonnie. <laughs> okay, let's just say it's big toes and um, and just like a dark skinned black woman, yeah. Mm. And then she was saying um, she was telling you, oh yeah, chatting to my ex, blah blah blah. Like the quick time, he would like not even. I can't even say him. Okay, so just let's just talk about we're talking about two dark black people, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he would just lock it off and be like, no. Whereas kind of with with someone who like with a mixed race or a light skinned woman and they're kind of suggesting the same proposal, mm-hmm. like it might be a factor of, okay, actually, let's try it out and then he'll keep on you all the time to get you to stop texting, you know? Mm-hmm. Rather yeah, than cutting yeah. it off with the conversation. Yeah, I agree with that. At the end of the day, I I still think that men aren't compromising. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, same. But I I feel like definitely if the woman was dark skin, then he might kind of suggest that she's um, being bossy, telling him what to do. Yes. And that kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. Whereas the light skin girl, it's like, um, well, yeah, she has her standards. So maybe I need to up my game a little bit and compete. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> Madness. Mm. Um, 
okay so okay let's go on to then um like setting standards and boundaries in a relationship mm. like like how do we want to talk about like how do we want to talk about this do we want to talk about the importance of setting boundaries or how to set boundaries like what what do you think I or even think- is like is it healthy to like what do you think about trying to set boundaries yeah so generally I find it quite quite tricky because whenever I've tried to do it in the past it's um I'm made to feel like they're, they're crossed even even mm-hmm. when I've, I've set something like it's still kind of like cross the line so for instance if I've said to someone um like so if someone that I've been texting for ages starts to you know like what something happens that like work picks up they get very very busy and they mm-hmm. um stop like their response is really slow they don't text me until like 3 p.m and normally we'd be texting a bit more than that like I might mm-hmm. say um would you mind just texting me a good morning message when you're on your commute on your way to work like just a quick morning message or something like that or a good night message really yeah like I've said this before when when people have become distant and other Mm -hmm. things alongside of it so like they're not planning on seeing me like there's no no plans like lined up and stuff like that so I might put something in place like oh maybe we should see each other like once a week or see each other once every couple of weeks and Mm -hmm. when I've done that in the past like it's either been laughed at like I'm like why would you want that why would you say that blah 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 okay even if like I'm I'm in a serious thing with someone or it's been kind of like downplayed like look I've got work mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really really busy and I can't text you mm-hmm. I think a good morning message like a message before 3 p.m isn't too much to ask that like in in my eyes that's I see that as an important thing um so like okay can I ask a question yeah um in this scenario like do you ever text good morning yeah do you ever text first yeah i i do text first i do text first but if it becomes a a pattern of like so like when does the parameters kind of come in is it like if it's like been a week and they haven't tried to text you and start a conversation Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been a week and then it's also been maybe if i've gone to my friends for advice and been like I'm not too sure what's going on here and they might suggest mm. or maybe just bring it up to them bring it up to them mm-hmm. so and that's male friends as well like if I've gone to male yeah. friends they'd also suggest saying that so um yeah like say say for instance that happened like I feel like I'm, I'm not the most successful person at setting boundaries and it's definitely something that mm-hmm. I need to work on and become more confident in and stick mm-hmm. to when I know something makes me uncomfortable I need to make it clear and if someone tries to downplay that then I need to really take note and think but why are they trying Mm -hmm. to downplay that do I need to have like a separate conversation about that you know um that kind of stuff so I think sometimes yeah do you sometimes think feel like you're nagging someone when you're trying to set your boundaries or when you're bringing up the conversations a hundred percent a hundred percent because I'm basically when I was going to therapy last last year this is something I've talked to with my therapist because I thought at one point I thought I might have borderline personality disorder so I was talking to my therapist about Sorry. it I shouldn't have laughed 
<laughs> I think I actually do have it, but because she's a counsellor, I think it takes a psychotherapist or something to actually diagnose you and say yeah. you've got this. And that's obviously more cost. Like you, not everyone gets a chance to go and visit a psychotherapist. But I thought maybe I've got this because all the symptoms kind of like lining up. And I'd speak to her about that and like the the side effects of that. And some of the side effects are like maybe needing a bit more reassurance on certain things and needing some mm-hmm. sort of structure to like basically when people are yo-yoing you, so treating you like really nicely all of a sudden, then letting you down, that like hurts a lot. Like, and it's very, it leaves you, your mind just like fucked basically. And but it does that do with you, a lot of people. Yeah. Cause mm. I, yeah, what I was going to suggest, like, do you think that, this is more of a reaction of how dating and society is at the moment rather than it's kind of you having like a borderline personality disorder because like kind of all the things that like I've never gone to research personality Mm. disorder but all of the things that you're describing are like things that I've felt kind of when dating myself and when people like Mm. because I feel like nowadays it is this whole thing of like people kind of being there taking up all your attention trying to take up all your Mm. time they're doing everything right and then all of a sudden it's like "Mm, no thank you you know and it's very confusing yeah Um, I I definitely think a lot of people um, are dealing with the same thing a lot of women are dealing with the same thing and even when you try and put your like parameters in place that like they're still violated I think I I don't know whether it's just me but like I, I used to have to do like a lot of work around anger and jealousy mm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that which are all also um symptoms of like borderline personality disorders when you like feel your emotions especially like negative emotions very heavily and that's what I was like feeling when I was dating during this period I don't I don't mm-hmm. know maybe it might have just been a phase like and I don't know because I haven't been dating seriously like that since yeah. then so but maybe that's, yeah yeah because the only thing the only reason why the, the Okay, the only reason why I'm just mm. analysing it to break it down, just because obviously people who do have personality disorder, if anyone's listening and mm. obviously they feel different, like, because maybe it's like, because if you're only kind of feeling these emotions from the trauma through dating, like a lot of us are, um, mm-hmm. and even when you talk about jealousy and anger and stuff, like, I feel like that's also something that I've kind of been through. However, mm. with a personality disorder, this might be something with every single day daily life, not even just from dating. It might be just from kind of like talking to their parents or chatting to like chatting to your friends, mm. chatting to your work colleagues, stuff like that. Um, but th- that's the only reason why I'm just trying to break it down just so we've considered everything. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Like, but yeah, like even in that sense, cause uh, like you said, you haven't been dating in a while. So you haven't been feeling those emotions and like you're, you're taking time out. So to actually kind of work on yourself and protect yourself because you know that those negative emotions are really affecting you in a way that yeah. it's like you're you're not obviously you're obviously you're not enjoying it but you are seeing that it's it's a detriment to your to your own self and it's something that you want to deal with before before mm. pursuing dating again and you know like in yeah. that sense which yeah. I think is which I think is very wise of you and I think it's very like like we can't blame people for being cautious now because it is very tiring and it is very traumatic to be Mm. going through the same patterns every time 
but it's just a different dick basically <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but it's the same yeah. the exact yeah. same patterns every time and it it is traumatic and it is exhausting and emotionally draining um mm. in that sense so yeah like yeah i feel yeah. like the, the feelings are definitely heightened when when dating because mm-hmm. yeah because of what you just said like people people are in this kind of area where everyone's playing games and everyone like nothing straightforward you can't just like be and no one be knows like, what you they know want what? I, yeah like people can't, people aren't just like I really like you let's try and work on building towards a relationship it's never like that yeah. it's always like oh like we're kind of talking we're in a situation and it's just so fucking draining and I hate the like I hate having a lack of clarity and yeah. um, it's that that is what seems to give a lot of men a thrill like just the confusion it's so weird they they, they're loving this gray area i'm Mm. finding they love this gray area and like because even with my last um i won't even call it a situation because i didn't let it get that far but Mm -hmm. like i was really to a point where it was just like hold on look you know what and like, I think we set so the boundaries that I was setting last time was mm. so um, yeah dating someone and in and before before I even started dating anyone I decided this time around when it gets to the three month mark and mm. I've that I've been exclusively seeing one person then that means you need to be looking at making me your girlfriend literally mm. like so and I was like three month mark we're having this conversation you're gonna let me know if you're wanting me to be my girl your girlfriend sometime mm-hmm. soon and yeah. um and those are the boundaries that i set and it was very hard to bring up this conversation and to have the conversation and to just be mm-hmm. like look what are you thinking like it's been three months i've literally only been seeing you i've we talk every single day i have been seeing you every single weekend and that's not even just one day in the weekend like Friday to Monday every single weekend (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys I just need to you know let that let that sink in Mm. and um, yeah so what is it clearly you clearly you love me because you just want to be around me all the time Mm. so are we working on a relationship or or are you leaving me alone? And it was just like, and I had to just have this conversation and they really did not want to have the conversation. They really did not want to be honest. They really, well, it's not even about being honest. They didn't know what the fuck they wanted kind of thing. They didn't know what Mm. they were doing, but they were having a lot of fun playing at relationship with me in our little bubble without any outside parties being involved. And Mm. I feel like that's another boundary which I've set where it's like, hold on. Like, if I want to be in a relationship with you, I want other people in my life to be, to also be a part of that relationship. Do you know what Mm. I mean? I don't want to be someone's secret. I don't want to be someone that you feel embarrassed to introduce to your mother because I'm sorry, Mm. I'm lovely. Like, (laughs) I'm a nice person. If your mother isn't gonna like me, then like I'm sorry that's your mother's business because she needs to get over it because I'm fantastic and Mm -hmm. it's just yeah and I feel like that is just that was a boundary that I was setting in place when I started dating um like dating seriously because it's like you can't be wanting to take all my energy you can't be wanting to take all my time 
but mm. you don't want this to be a relationship because it's a lot of time it's a lot of energy for me to give to one person especially when it's like I am seeing this one person instead of seeing my family do you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's take yeah. that's just taken yeah. a lot out of me and that shouldn't be that that shouldn't be the case just at all um, yeah I think it makes people hesitant to even date because they know that so many people are here wasting other people's time mm-hmm. it's just becoming so common and it's not nice because especially when you set your boundaries in place and you've told them look I want this to build towards something they should kind of make up their mind from there what they want to do yes. it shouldn't be oh let me just see because I get that people can change their mind but they shouldn't leave the other person on a string just mm-hmm. waiting yeah, exactly. until you make your decision I feel like it should be like dating should be like a probation period because and I'm sorry <laughs> like I know some companies have six months probation look I'm not about giving half a year of my life and like and that's even mm. that even comes to workplaces as well I'm not giving you half a year of my life for you to, to for you to be um and an R in if I'm good for the role if I've been working here for half a year clearly I can do the job yeah you know yeah so it's like I'm sorry I feel like three months is a good amount of time for you to know that you like spending time with me that you would like to spend more time with me and that you'd actually want to take this seriously if you're still um and an ring and it's at that three month mark well the probation period you failed it like okay mm-hmm. we need to start again and um yeah yeah and I feel like maybe we need to kind of see dating more like that because, yeah, you know, I just feel like I don't feel like it's right for people to be giving like one person so much of their energy and so much of their time, but they're not getting like they're not getting other benefits out of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, they're not getting the benefits of actually we've committed to each other and we are in this together like I feel like that is just it's not not, I feel like it's just wrong that you can't even just do that small bit of commitment because hold on you've been you've been here every single weekend you've taken how much of my time for three months already how can Mm -hmm. you still not know if you actually want to spend time with me do you know what I mean and if you'd like to build a relationship with me well especially when so another boundary I'd suggest about setting is like just actually telling people from the get-go that you want a relationship. You'll scare away a lot mm. of dusty people. So yeah, like, it's true. And I feel like but then it's that's better. what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to scare away these people rather than letting them talk you into, oh, let's just see where it goes. Because yeah, I'm just here baby, for the vibes. I'm here for the vibes. It ain't going nowhere. You know? It ain't going mm. nowhere. Like, see where it goes. Like, if you, like, if they don't have no like vision mm. for, for you, then what's the point? You know, like, like I'm sorry, it's all true. these men have ambition for their careers, have ambition for their mute for when they want to be doing music in the studio. But why yeah, don't crypto. They, what, you know? They they all have vision for their NFTs, for their <laughs> cryptocurrency, all of that. But where's the vision for you? Mm. Like, where where do you fit in this vision? I like, think as well the other way round <laughs> happens a lot too. I don't know if yeah, you've definitely. experienced this, but um, as in, like, some people say if you're in the space where you're in a relationship and you lay all that mm. out, and then someone, um, you know, doesn't 
reciprocate and they, they play games with you. I've had it the other way around where I've just wanted something casual out of someone. This happened two to two, yeah, two experiences I've had where I've wanted something casual with someone and like we're, you know, being casual. And then they start to say things like, oh, I really miss you. Even though I've said mm-hmm. from the beginning, like, we're not we're not serious. I know you're not serious about me. Yeah. Yeah, we're not serious about each other. So don't start saying, I miss you. Can't wait to see you again. <laughs> and even the stuff like where I, I see you in person and we meet up in public in front of people and you're kissing me on the lips and holding my hand like we're not we're not we're not doing that we're not doing that we're yes. not doing that I've, I've, or, I want to take that. you out for food I want to take you out like I, I want I want to like, take you I out I don't want to go nowhere with you like yeah. yeah I've I have had that but like every but but for me those fools like they were lying and it's just like I know you're yeah, they're lying and, that's and, like, the thing they that, don't genuinely yeah. want to and as well, it's just like, but what I do, I just be like, oh, do you? That's nice. Like, that's how I answer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, that's oh, me. That's like, nice. Oh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, you want to take yeah. me out? Oh, that's cute. Because I don't see no booking. <laughs> Where's the booking? I don't know. You're just going to ask me to come to yours to Netflix and chill, babe. So mm-hmm. literally that. And, yeah. and I even have to eat before because you ain't going to order me no foods. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah literally but yeah and I have to bring my own towel wow (laughs) (sighs) sorry and bring my own mirror because your mirror is in bits oh gosh these times they only have one towel in their apartment honestly (laughs) the same towel they use it every day oh god oh gosh to be honest I haven't really had much experience with going to other people's um, houses to be honest because everyone lives Mm. with their mums in it so (laughs) Yeah. But True. yeah. Um but yeah, like how are you Okay, I feel like nowadays how are you find like the the talking stage and kind of like and stuff like that. Um, the talking stage of these relationships and when you're dating and stuff like that. So, the talking stage I'm very particular about how I like my talking stages and this is why mm. like I haven't been doing it in a while because I can't I've been trying to establish what I like in a talking stage because I get bored or I just can't be bothered and when people mm. come in straight away match you on hinge and straight away it's like let's go for a drink it's like but you know oh, nothing God. about me it's all you've like seen is my pictures please. yeah like, like I, I know nothing about you you know nothing about me why would I go for a square, drink you got, you got black square summer on some of your pictures so like <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like you don't even have pi- you've got like two pictures and the rest are like memes on your hinge. Yeah, like, I gosh. don't know you. I really don't know Literally. you. Um, so that like I I like my talking stage. I like having a little bit over the phone, a little a, like, a couple of voice notes, a couple of texts, and then when we're both comfortable and we know that we're gonna have fun in real mm-hmm. life and actually get on, then meet up. But generally, talking stages, um, it. <laughs> I think I move too quickly when I like someone. I move too quickly. Mm. And um, I like kind of what you were saying, I see someone like every weekend for like a month and then something goes wrong and they, they realise, oh, actually, yeah. like I'm moving a bit quickly and I'm just a bit like, but I thought it was good. I thought things were good. So mm. talking stages for me, they're not, they're not the, they're, they're fun when, when, it's good when you like when it starts to get bad yeah (laughs) but when it starts to get bad it gets very bad and I get very upset um I'm not gonna lie I think the talking stage is the worst stage of dating 
I hate it. I hate, like, I can't stand talking to these people on the apps. I can't mm. stand it when it's just like boring conversation. I can't stand it where you're having an all right conversation and then they just want to drop in. Oh yeah, just picking up my daughter. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then they want to just chat. Oh yeah, my daughter, she's um, she's two years old. Yeah, I have her on weekends, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, but why, why are you a part-time parent? Why are you a weekend dad, please? Mm. That's what I want to know because to me, <laughs> It don't make no sense. I mean, like, here you, here you are, you work as a teacher, but you don't do the school run. Mm, okay. Mm. But, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I'm just a bit particular about that, but that's, but as well, this is why, and I think it's okay. This is why I decide that I don't want to date men with children because I have a lot of opinions about, about how, you know how you're raising your kids and you know what mm-hmm. like that is to do with you and the mother of your child it's got nothing to do with me so that's why no it's probably best that I just don't date you guys yeah. um, before I start offending you lot but anyway um <laughs> and that's okay but anyway as well I just feel like yeah I find the talking stage long like you said I hate it when people just like your picture then they want to say oh yeah let's go for a drink sometime because it's like hold on can I know that we actually can have a conversation mm-hmm. so I know before that I when we go for, yeah before mm-hmm. I get dressed up put, um, put on makeup and I go to meet you and and you you don't know how to speak to a human or you're very <laughs> boring you're very dry you Literally. know and yeah, yeah. so it's just stuff like that and also what I don't, okay. Another thing I don't like about talking stages, I don't like, I still don't even like talking stages when they're going well, because it's like, sometimes they go well, yeah. <laughs> they're going well. And you're just like, you're just very excited to meet this person. And then I don't like the wait to meeting someone because it's just like, mm. are we going to vibe like this in person? Am I going to be attracted to you in person? Like you know just all of these factors and Mm. I just like I like to just rush those beginning stages quick time so I know that you tick all my boxes or Mm. I know that you tick some boxes some boxes it's okay we can we can work around it and you know we can do other Mm. things kind of thing and I like to kind of rush through that so then I can get to this and I think I prefer the stages where you're dating comfortably Mm. Um, but I also hate it because it's just like I just want to get to that stage where it's like hold on we've been dating comfortably I know I like you you clearly you clearly are in love with me now because you know I'm that (laughs) fantastic Um, yeah so like can we try this relationship thing because I just feel like I have not got to that relationship stage and I just want to see what Mm. that I just want to see what that's about I just want to see what it's like I I want to see if I can actually if I can actually kind of do that with someone have a relationship with someone like just be like oh yeah I'm going to see my man or oh yeah like let's let's go and see my family or yeah I'll come visit you and your family and you know let's let's go out on trips with like you know like yeah like with with, like going out with like my cousins and stuff like that like um, my cousins Mm. and my sister like they all have partners and stuff and it's just like and I'll just be there like third wheeling Mm. all of that and it's just like Mm it'd be nice if I could just invite someone and mm. you know and just it'll be fun yeah yeah, yeah. I agree with that like the idea of like vacations and stuff like that in my mind See, this I'm is like, the thing oh, vacation and like it having someone great. I love watching films and like talking about a film talking about music with people but 
Like, I do that with my friends, but it's nice to just have someone that you know you can just spam yeah. with stuff. So it's like, watch this, do this, do this. But like, not in a not in a bossy way. But do you know what I mean? Just having someone mm-hmm. that likes the same things as you in those areas, and you can just yeah like have fun why don't people want to have yeah, fun why don't people want to have fun just like yeah it just oh gosh I just love that when you just you know when like it's like your souls connect yeah <laughs> like your soul yeah. connects with someone oh gosh mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say anymore <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. What are you Actually, injecting this week? I've got, I've I've got, got one more thing. Yeah, one I've more got thing. One more thing. One more. I was thing. just thinking. What? When do you think is the best time to um, delete dating apps? Is that a boundary that you've ever had to try and put in place with someone? It would, is it even classed as a boundary? Is it like just an expectation? I guess that like we um, are deleting our dating apps at this time. Well, I when okay. you're getting to know someone. So literally. Because I actually mm. had this conversation with that last person who I literally mm. just spoke about. So, um, because the thing is, is that, like I've said before in previous episodes in this podcast, is that men don't have a problem with becoming exclusive. They don't mm. have a problem with saying, oh, they're not on the apps anymore. Yeah. Indicating to you, bitch, get off those apps. Don't be talking to no other guys. So, yeah. like, you know, they're, they're so easy to do that. Anyway, so I had... That it, like basically had that conversation like oh I'm not mm. on the apps anymore not talking to anyone so you stop talking to people too so okay so I was like okay so I um I'd paused my profile and then I even like then a couple of weeks later I was like oh can I can I delete it you know mm. just like basically just hinting look I want to delete the app completely can I delete it I wasn't sure if he had deleted it or if he's just paused the profile and his response was babe yes like why are you asking me <laughs> stupid questions that, that was his response so I was like oh, okay mm. then yeah so I deleted anyway so why is it that like okay we're looking at getting Deliveroo and I see I see Hinge there the app's still there chilling <laughs> and I'm just like excuse me it's always them sneaky ones and Literally. they're stupid enough to not not hide it away while yeah. you're there anyway but the thing was yeah is that like I fully deleted the app he's just got his mm. app on pause and not signed in and like he even mm. showed me he's like look I'm not on it and I was like no but the thing is is that I've completely deleted it so just yeah. delete the whole thing like I it's believe still you're there not for on, a reason like, yeah I believe that you're not on it but just delete the whole app then mm-hmm. do you know what I mean what is the issue just delete yeah, it yeah and um anyway to which like the week after I deleted it from his phone myself like <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't care I have no shame but mm. I feel like to be honest when these guys bring up the whole I'm not on these apps anymore I'm not talking anymore I feel like then you need to have another conversation to clarify that you're both completely deleting the apps off your phone because and what the reason for that is like I think I think that's the yes. step, that's the time when you're both like so what's next like what, what are yes. we planning and actually, next and actually yeah like you said so about so what's next I do believe because I'm starting to think that my, me setting the boundary of three months to ask, mm. are we looking to be in a relationship? 
I now think, no, actually I should have asked that question earlier from when they said I'm deleting the apps because mm-hmm. literally, I'm sorry. Like, I don't believe in this, I'm in an R in, I'm not sure. I don't know if mm. I'm ready because when I've come and told you from the beginning that I'm looking for a relationship, but all of a sudden now you're not ready for a relationship three months later, mm-hmm. That doesn't make no sense. And I feel like yeah, the like, conversation- why did you delete the app then? Like, why, yeah. why have you been focusing on me the whole time? Exactly. And I feel like that's where, like, maybe it's not, it's not the conversation of, oh, be my, like, we are in a relationship right yeah. now, but yeah. it's more of a conversation of, okay, so are we looking, are we heading towards a relationship then right now? Mm-hmm. Because we're looking at being exclusive. And I think these men need to be shamed and- um, partially kind of scared into the whole fact of actually if you're asking for exclusivity from me then let's be let, then let's be real we're looking for mm. we're looking to get into a relationship then you know and make that clear yeah. because I feel like a lot of these guys they love the exclusivity they love being like a pillar warmer but they don't want to mm-hmm. be out out in public with you and it's just like not even not even like necessarily in public because obviously you go on dates and stuff but yeah, they don't want yeah. to come and bring you around friends and family they don't want to mm-hmm. actually shout that yes i have a partner mm. that kind of thing and it's like i'm sorry we should be if someone wants to claim us then they need to claim us completely and they need to be telling they need to be shouting shouting that mm-hmm. you know what this is this is my girl this is my person this is who I'm this is who I'm yeah. dating right now and yeah, none of clear. these bullshit games and women don't be waiting six months don't be waiting around six months for clarification because mm-hmm. it's uh, unless like unless you're also just seeing where it goes and you're not too sure about them fine but mm. otherwise, if you know that you're looking for a relationship, don't don't be um and um and kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, dating app. I feel like there's we're at the stage now where Instagram can kind of be treated like a dating app in some senses mm. because, like, the way they've even added to the stories now that you can like a story. It's like I'm having these guys liking my stories, and I'm thinking. <laughs> Am I supposed to respond? Like, what? what is this? And it's like, Instagram is a new way for men to move to women um, mm. or the other way around well, or whatever. Yeah, they've been doing it for a but, while. Um, yeah, so I guess if, if, they're, dat- if they're deleting their um, dating apps, then alongside of that, uh, what are they like on Instagram? If they're an Instagram boy, are they still okay. playing the Instagram I games? Gonna, I thought you were going to ask, are they deleting <laughs> their Instagram? Instagram? <laughs> We are they unfollowing no every single girl? <laughs> no, but have, like, have uh, they checked their uh, tagged photos? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, but but really, Instagram is another one where it's like these guys. They, they do love their Instagram, some of them. And they do recruit the girls that they're talking to through their Instagram. Oh my god. They go gosh. on that explore page. Yeah. They go on, they, I don't but know. But they also, they're also recruiting on these dating apps for more followers too. Yeah. For, for, oh yeah. gosh. And for those Snapchat contacts. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, those guys were like, oh yeah, let's talk on Snap. I unmatch quick time. Like, yeah, I'm same, sorry, I'm 26 same. years old. Why would I have Snap? What do, what do yeah, I need Snapchat yeah. for? Like, I'm sorry, if I want to send my news, like, I'll send them. <laughs> <laughs> and let's keep them there for everyone to see. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, I have no reason to be on Snapchat. What At what time of day am I expected to go on Snapchat and start taking pictures of myself to send to people? Like, not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, 
I don't know what the word like infantilized people that use Snapchat but I'm sorry yeah. but like I work in the day I'm not going to be just snapping while while I'm at my desk like hey so just working like I just and find I, it I very just hate very it, like, weird why, why do I need to talk to you on a platform where the messages are disappearing and I don't know what you just said and I can't remember mm. what we were just talking about like mm-hmm. I'm sorry I don't need to do that no more like I said what I said <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> what I said. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, injected. On that note, um, <laughs> mine today is going to be. This is a reminder to myself that I need to celebrate resting and celebrate calmness in the Mm -hmm. same way that I celebrate when I'm being productive because I put too much value in being productive and like, you know, taking things off my list and feeling like I've accomplished something. But when you rest and when you are calm and, you know, present day to day, you're also accomplishing things because you're like maybe finding a bit more clarity on certain situations when you're not thinking too much or working towards things and you're also relaxing your body um and it's Mm. something like I'm a bit ill right now so I'm trying to I'm trying like I felt like shit I was like oh I need to go to the gym I need to do this I, I need to work I need to you know do all sorts of stuff but like you are allowed to just step back and not take things off your list for once you can just rest and things Mm. can wait that's good that's a good one that's very interesting because I feel like it's gonna slightly play into mine because Mm. mine um so today I got slightly dragged by a colleague but like um (laughs) but they were giving me like advice they were giving me really good advice really amazing advice and um they told me how like I am not I need to be talking up what I'm doing and to be more confident about the work I'm doing and about the work Mm. I'm putting in and not to play Mm -hmm. down everything I do. And I feel like, I do feel like it's slightly from imposter syndrome that I'm just Mm. so used to playing down everything. And I know I I do it and I do it with everything. I do it with absolutely Mm -hmm. everything. I feel like because I find it hard to take compliments as yeah. well so it's like I find it hard to take p- compliments so I downplay my achievements I downplay what I'm working on I downplay what I'm doing like when people are like oh my gosh you have a podcast that's that's amazing and I'm like oh no it's mm. just like whatever but like yeah. no it's not fucking whatever look at us injecting positive mm. vibes every single week guys <laughs> you know we haven't missed no week yet you know 62 weeks mm-hmm. later here we are and it's just like yeah I know like I'm always trying to just like big everyone up on here and and I'm and literally this this podcast is also for me when I'm injecting like when I'm injecting positive vibes it's also for me because I am really trying to believe it when when I say everything positive like a lot of the times I'm saying things that I need to be saying to myself and I'm really trying to Mm. believe and take on for myself and yeah and Mm -hmm. I'm just so yeah my injective basically is like don't do not downplay your achievements and also Mm. don't down so not even just your achievements just don't downplay anything you are working on anything Mm. that you are anything that you touch anything that you have had your input on do not downplay the work that you're putting in even if for you it feels like it's not that much I'm sorry to the Molly Mays of this world that's a big thing do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so you know that that was True. that was a lot of work in her 24 hours 
as as Beyonce. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, let's not downplay the things we're doing. At the end of the day, you got up today, you you went to work or or you applied for a job or you listened to a podcast. You listened to this podcast. Well done, guys. Mm. Like, well done, guys. You got to the end. So let's just like not downplay let's not downplay the things that we're working on and let's not downplay mm. our achievements and just like even what you were saying about celebrating everything you're doing is celebrating a small achievement no what yeah, yes it is yeah. and I need to take on what you said because like mm. you are ticking off things that you're priori- like with your work and stuff like that but yeah. I'm not doing that and I need to list down the mm. things I'm doing in work and actually just just actually think of everything I'm doing with work as a big deal because it is, yeah. it's, you know, it is an achievement. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's true because I feel like we live in a world where everything is fast paced and we're constantly adding to our like our loads. So like every year it's like, oh, set new goals. And it's like, okay, so I need to think of new things that I need to do. Um, so let me pile loads more stuff on top of what I'm already doing. And sometimes it's like, you're doing a lot and you should like the things that you were proud of doing like five years ago you should still be as proud that you're doing them now for instance like if you're cooking a meal a day and you couldn't do that like five years ago you should be proud that you can cook (laughs) that is really something that I should be actually trying Mm. to just because like I I cook pretty much most days and like yeah. I, I would cook like in the times I'll go into work I'll make sure I cook the night before and I'm and I cook extra and I'm bringing that for my lunch the next day mm-hmm. at work and as well and everyone my colleagues are always like oh what have you got for lunch today oh my gosh you brought in lunch a lot of, mm. and like the past few weeks we keep having to go out for lunches because there's always something happening Some mm. someone needs to be celebrated that we're always going out for lunch and I'm just like guys I yeah. don't have the money but okay <laughs> and um but it is just like hold on I take the time and cook and cook meals for myself I'm one person living here and mm. I'll and I that doesn't stop me from cooking do you know what I yeah, mean exactly. and that that it does take time it takes time yeah it takes it time to take wash time. the yam dishes as well mm-hmm. like. <laughs> it does it does yeah it, it it's a lot and it's like it's something that i feel like a lot of people just brush over like oh mm. it's something that you have to do to survive so you know it's not a big deal but at the same time it is a big deal because you're taking a chunk out of your day yeah to do that instead of ordering food you're you're cooking and you're saving your money and it's building towards like the bigger picture because Mm -hmm. you're saving more and then that can go towards like holidays and doing things with friends so yeah just looking at the little things that you're doing and actually taking note and seeing them as achievements as well as the big things Mm -hmm. I feel like that that helps that helps my well-being at least because on days like today I feel shit but I've managed to like record the podcast and that's an achievement yeah. so yeah yeah. no to be honest it is an achievement us, us recording this every week for 62 weeks yeah. is, is a massive exactly. achievement 62 weeks no oh my weeks gosh we're, we're 38 weeks away from 100 episodes it's crazy we're closer to 100 than zero what the fuck yes we are oh my gosh <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that wow wow it is a bit wild it is wild Mm. 
Oh, yeah, guys, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Like, I'm actually feeling so blessed right now. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you have been enjoying our episodes and you have been enjoying Injected Podcast because like we enjoy recording it. We enjoy trying trying to find something positive to inject at the end of every episode mm-hmm. as well, because like it's I'm not even gonna like like it's helping me through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's been helping me through. It's hel- it helps me through my week as well. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. You can find us at Injected underscore Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. Use the hashtag Injected Podcast. Tweet along with us, join in the conversation. Just let us know what you think. Just let us, yeah, let us know what you think of this episode. Let us know what you think of our podcast. You know, just if you want to criticize us, criticize us. Like, come on now, like we're adults. <laughs> we can we can take on constructive criticism. If it's not constructive, don't worry, we'll fucking ignore you. It's okay. Um, but yeah, but like you know. <laughs> haters gonna hate <laughs> but mm. <laughs> and you know if, if people are hating on us like oh my gosh we've we've reached we've reached someone do you know what i mean yeah like, yeah. yeah but any um, attention is good attention that's what yeah everyone says that's what they say i don't, don't know worry. if it is but well, we'll just, <laughs> we just won't pay you no minds but <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah like uh, thank you so much please rate us on, on Apple and on Spotify give us a five star review um, and yeah so I am Alexandra you can find me at A-L-X-N-D-R underscore N-I-C on Instagram and I'm Diana, and you can find me at D-E-A-N-N-N-A-B underscore on Instagram yeah. go follow us follow us and thank you guys for joining um, yeah we will see you next week bye guys bye